0: Good storyteller to me is somebody who manages in the first few sentences to make me wonder, oh, where is this going?
1: Hey there, and welcome to Grit True Stories That Matter. Grit is a weekly podcast about stories, The contemporary personal narrative kind of story and the people that craft and tell them. Now, some weeks, a storyteller will join me here on the podcast, tell one of the stories, and together, we will break it down. Other weeks, we will feature stories from our myriad events. And occasionally, like today, we do something called Grit Talks, where I speak with one, or in this case, many different storytellers, and ask them a question. Why, you ask? Well, we want to feature these tellers and their stories, but we also want to help you, our listeners, craft and tell better, more engaging, more relatable, and more memorable stories. True stories, personal stories, great stories. Now, today I am talking with several members of The Swap Shop. The Swap Shop is a group that regularly meets to get and give feedback in a safe and supportive space. I've known many of them for well over a year since we locked down. And what we're talking about today is what makes for a great story or storyteller. You will be hearing from Richard Munchkin, Sharon Eisner, Melissa Reeves, Kat Dean, Mary Jo Pollock, Stephanie Rogers, and Andrew Shelfo. Kurt Mullen, who co-hosted season number one here on Grit, could not join us, but he wanted to share his favorite storytellers, are completely themselves, they take risks, and they take it seriously, which means revising and rehearsing their stories. Thank you for that, Kurt. Check the show notes for upcoming events and or workshops. I'll put a link there to the Swap Shop Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern. We meet for two hours and anybody is welcome to join us. So if you've got an idea for a story or a story in which you want some useful and helpful feedback, and we're pretty friendly, join us. And one last announcement, we have got our second main stage taking place this Sunday, October 17th, in downtown Durham. We are featuring five storytellers, Andrew Shelfo, Rana Levy, Aditya Surendran, Shweta Bhatt, and me, Sean Wellington. So if you can't be here in person, and by the way, the tickets are free. I will put a link to that in the show notes. We are probably going to live stream it through our Facebook page. I will do my best to put that information in the show notes as well. I would love to either see you there or see you on the stream. Check it out. It's going to be a really solid show. Thanks again to the Swap Shoppers who were able to join me on the podcast for this episode number 51. Let's dive in. So you're hearing the fa- your favorite storytellers and what do they tend to have in common? That's a good question.
2: One thing is they have the ability to make you feel what they feel.
3: See what they see and experience what they experience, right? Getting us to feel it, smell it, taste it, hear it, escape yeah. into yeah. their
4: world in the present tense as if we're we're there with them.
1: Do you notice that the tellers that do it well, the way they do it, is there a certain thing they do? Or does that come down to styles, which just vary? Do they do something in the way they craft or tell a story that brings that out? And you see that sort of, regardless of style, you always see this is what they're doing that allows us to feel what they feel or sense what they sense.
0: The storytellers that I like to hear They let themselves be vulnerable for a moment. They don't try and make themselves into the good guy or the bad. They just let us feel with them. And I think that also I like to to hear when they're able to describe things with physical, like uh, my hands were shaking, my hands were sweating, my voice Mm -hmm. felt tight, something like that that lets me physically feel with them
1: interesting so i'm I'm thinking about that overlap of vulnerability and us feeling what they're feeling in as much as it's possible
2: the storytellers that I really like I believe they're telling me their truth uh, and this is on true personal stories I listen to other types of stories as well sure. but when I really I trust them and I don't know exactly what it is they do that makes me trust them, but it could be an emotional component
4: so. I agree with the vulnerability. I really, my favorite storytellers though, do such an awesome job with the setup. You know, I know where I am with them. When they introduce a character, I know how they feel about that character. I can see that character. And I tend to feel about that character the same way as the storyteller does. So if the, if the character they've introduced is evil in the story, they have somehow made me not like that character. I've never heard of this person at all Except for the first minute that they started telling me. And I think that's magical because they immediately are igniting my emotions. They're they're almost manipulating me to think something. And then when it turns or twists and all of a sudden they love that character, I love them too. I love that.
1: All right. So in, the, in, in an ongoing effort to help people do this yes. better, see this because it's a podcast, but we've got this great little setup where eight of us are here and they've got their little hands up in Zoom. They're being so well-behaved.
5: Thank God you finally called on me because I don't know if I agree with what everybody else just said. No. Bring,
1: it, bring it, girlfriend.
5: I'm just kidding. I agree with what everybody just else just said. But I also think not only do, do great storytellers create a vivid scene, like Melissa just said, or create some kind of expectation, but they create an expectation and then they upend it. So you sort of take your audience down a path where they think they know what's going to happen. And then something completely blindsides them. I believe that even if the story is filled with pathos and it's a very difficult story, a little bit of humor.
1: All right. Okay. I'm making a little list here of things. Feel what people feel. Vulnerability. Believability. Setup. And I'm going to use the word surprise to summarize what Steph said. That's not exactly what she said, but some sort of maybe twist misdirect and humor. Can any mere mortal pull all of that off? I
3: don't know. When I listen to a storyteller that I really admire, I love the moment of them being different than they are now. Like I love the moment of a change in understanding. I don't remember hearing a story that I loved where there is no change of how they see the world. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's like the essence of a good story is really getting the perspective before and then also getting the perspective after.
1: Some might say that is what a story is. And without it, you kind of don't have a story. But that's a semantical thing. We can debate about that for another episode.
3: Yeah. I guess I guess my favorite part is where it's different than it is now, and I'm understanding that. I'm hearing it and I'm understanding it. So for example, if I thought I was a great belly dancer, I just stood up
1: right now in the Zoom room and started belly <laughs> dancing, and I thought I was a really good belly dancer, but it came, became very clear very quickly based on your responses and revulsion that I am not good at that, that would be a story. There's change. Not a great example, I can see your face. I'm not loving the example. <laughs> Some choices need to be changed. That's fair. Getting some messages here that that wouldn't be a true story because of course I'm a great belly dancer. I know.
6: I, I think what's fascinating about the question is that we're trying to define something that is inherently not able to be defined. You know, in a way it's like the old canard about pornography, right? I, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. Like I know what a great storyteller is, but I can't really define it. But one word that somebody threw out there, and I apologize, I don't remember who, is this idea of trust and Mm -hmm. it's this relationship that the person in the audience has with the teller that says Mary Jo said it like I trust that this person is going to tell me a good story and I think that trust comes from confidence and we've all been up on stage and it's not an easy thing to do and some people project more confidence than others and I think having that confidence can settle down the people in the audience because we have a certain amount of uneasiness sometimes if, if the storyteller isn't going to deliver what we want them to mm-hmm. and I think something else that comes to mind is goes with confidence and it may seem slightly oxymoronic but it's it's humility it's this idea that the storyteller is not bigger than the story you know it's it's not about it's not about me it's about this experience that I have gone through that I want to share with the audience in a confident manner mm-hmm how do you do that? I'm not really sure, but those those are that's what I think of when I think of great storytellers. Right, the how part
1: of this is the tricky part, and some of it, for example, like having a twist in your story that that's something you could kind of almost you can see it, like it's either there or it's kind of there or it's not there. But confidence is much more difficult to really.
6: It's a feeling. Well, if, you put, if you put those things together, right? You, you you I think you sometimes have to be pretty damn confident to to, to trot out a twist. Because right. Tris may not may not work, but yeah, you know, I think it's also being confident in yourself and your story when things don't go the way you want them to when you're delivering the story. Mm-hmm. And I think we all have had we've all experienced that little moment of panic when when either we forget a line or the line didn't get the reaction that we wanted, and being confident and going forward with delivering the story that goes a long way towards building that trust with the audience, I think. In other words, the audience doesn't know you messed up, so just keep on going.
2: I think also there's something about lack of confidence, too. Um, I see people telling stories. Maybe English isn't their first language, and they're uncomfortable, but in a way, I want to give them more of my attention. We've all been in a very vulnerable situation. At one time or another, so I'm not saying that that works for all storytellers, but I can just think of a story that I heard recently that was told by a woman whose first language was Russian. And she had so much difficulty getting it out that I listened really hard and it was a beautiful story. Sometimes the twist can be the lack of confidence.
1: I think it's a vulnerability though we're going back to, which is in a sense, a kind of confidence.
3: right.
0: I actually was thinking kind of expanding on some of the things the others said is uh oh. vulnerability and humility like a story about a guy who ran a race and man he's so much faster than everybody he's the great that's not a fun story but the story of the guy who really wanted this race and really worked for this race and it didn't work out like he wanted it to somehow and it brought him some something you know either a better understanding of what winning really is or whatever is so much more compelling. That that hu- mm-hmm. that humility and ability to not write stories in which you are the grand poobah and instead let us join you in your hard moments. It's so much better.
6: So much better. I agree.
0: One thing
2: that all the storytellers that I like and respect have in common is it is clear that they rehearse and work on the stories. And you can usually tell from the very first sentence someone says, whether they have actually worked and rehearsed their story.
1: And in a way we could go back to one or two episodes ago, which was pet peeves, which is kind of the opposite in many ways of this conversation. Right. So you could so go to the pet peeves episode and just don't do that shit. (laughs) Or listen to this episode and try to do not necessarily all of it, but even I would think if somebody, whether they're new to this or not, thought about one or two of these things, it could really help.
6: The other thing I think of is the good or great storytellers, they have an understanding and, a, and a, an appreciation for language in using the right word mm. in the right place at the right time.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's
6: related to what, what we've talked about earlier in terms of practice, because you have to practice that. But it's, it's really taking the time to think about the impact of each word, in addition to all the other things you have to worry about with the story.
4: I love when a storyteller, especially if they are telling a more intense topic, that they are still taking care of their audience. And I think that kind of rolls off of, you know knowing when to provide relief, because some of the newer storytellers will ride on one tone all the way through, and they're at a 10 in intensity all the way through where the really good storytellers mm-hmm. are taking us up and down and up and down with them. And when we get into really sensitive, big time subject matters, that there is either some humor, as you were saying, before they're going to do it or after they do it, that, that, that's pro moves. and they're, they're taking care of their audience.
5: I think that anybody could learn how to be a great storyteller, even if they're not born with any sense of humor or or if they're not born with any linguistic skill of any kind, because the most important thing in storytelling is presenting yourself and presenting yourself in an elevated fashion. So whoever you are, your quirks and your weirdness and your uniqueness should be presented and heightened for the storytelling stage. So everything else that's mechanics, like putting in conflict or raising the stakes or adding a little bit of humor, it doesn't have to be guffaw humor. It could be just a little bit of self-deprecation. These things are so easily taught mm-hmm. and trained and anyone could could achieve them.
6: So it also occurs to me in listening to all these great comments that uh, an action item that will help someone become a better storyteller is learning how to take feedback because Mm -hmm. as we've all just talked about, like, you know, we can't teach funny, but we can give feedback that says, Hey, if you said it this way, that might be a little bit more receptive to the audience. And that's not an easy thing to do because we often uh, mix up feedback with criticism. And that's, that's not the same thing.
1: And it's hard to find people in your corner there who are both, supportive and constructive
3: i was a joke as a kid i was a joke telling a story and everybody knew that i couldn't tell a joke because i would tell the, the punchline first pretty much everybody said oh sharon can't tell the story because she'll pull in all these irrelevant details i got better that's it that's my point
0: two of the most urgent parts of your story to get right are the beginning and the end okay. and so a good storyteller to me is somebody who manages in the first few sentences to make me wonder, oh, where is this going? Um, whether it's through opening in a scene or opening with uh, a high emotion. And the same is for the end. A lot of um, mistakes can be made with for not ending in time. To keep on rambling when you're done. Just find that punch moment to end it on. And those, it's like those two things can make a good story great.
1: Yes, You're coaching somebody. They're new to story. They're not like new to life. They're not new to art. But they're new to this kind of story. They've seen a few shows. They kind of want to get started. You got a one-on-one with them. What's the first thing you either tell them or ask them? I say, Sharon, Andrew, Steph, Kat, Mary Jo. So good. I want to do it. I'm I'm not sure what to do.
3: What's the first thing you say or ask to get the ball rolling? What do you want to say? What's your point?
5: What's your message? How about... What was your life like before the thing happened? Then what happened? And what is your life like now? Yeah, this is
0: a question we've all heard before. And it's kind of reiterating what they're saying. What's your story about? You can describe scenes and people all day long. But if you don't know yourself what you want to tell us, then it's going to fall flat.
1: And I don't want to discourage anyone if they don't know what their story is about or don't know their message. They should take a class, and that could be part of the class is figuring that out. But
6: yeah, okay, cool. Uh, following up on what everyone else said, I would start with a question of: Okay, you like the you like what you've heard, and you want to do it too. Why do you want to tell this story? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to do it? Do you, want, do people, do you want people to like you? You know, what's what's your reason for wanting to tell the story? And I don't I don't expect them to have an answer to that. I think it's a way to explore. What some approaches to that might be, but I think it's a way to get them thinking in a different way than just, oh, I have this really great story that people have told me is really wonderful and I want to tell it to a big audience.
2: I think I would ask them, well, what stories have you heard that you like and what kind of an impression did they make on you? And then how do you think you can make that impression on somebody else? What Mm. can you pull from, from your life?
1: Take what you liked and see how you can apply it to your own story. Good. Words of wisdom from part of the Swap Shop. Uh, Thank you all very much. Mistakes can be
0: made with not ending in time. To keep on rambling when you're done. Just find that punch moment to end it on.
1: As always, thanks so much for listening and all of your support. Special thanks to the Swap Shoppers for sharing what makes a great story and storyteller. Thank you all very much. Check the show notes if you want to come to the Swap Shop yourself. Friday afternoons at 3 p.m. Eastern, we get together and give and get feedback on our stories. These are usually personal narrative stories. The feedback is honest, useful, friendly. If you want to get better... Join us. And that is all for episode number 51.
0: Boom.